So there's changes in Indian cricket. Welcome back to Views from Third Man. For those of you who are first-time listeners, this is a cricket podcast where we look at the events in world cricket from a fan's point of view. And today we're going to talk about captaincy. What makes a good captain and who is India's captain? So recently, Rohit Sharma has been named India's captain in white ball cricket and Virat Kohli will remain the red ball captain. Now, if you had asked me if this was going to happen one year ago or even two years ago, I would have said, great move. I love it. The idea is amazing. Virat Kohli single-handedly keeping the test cricket format alive. India is winning away and we now have lethal fast bowlers and the desire that the side has to win no matter the situation is all because of the ethos that he's created. Rohit Sharma, on the other hand, has won five IPLs and the one thing he's very good at is that because of the struggles he had in his first five years as a player of not kind of picking all of that insecurity, he's very good at making sure youngsters feel comfortable. And with the influx of talent into the Indian white ball side as of now, I think it's important that we have somebody like him at the helm along with someone like a Rahul Dravid. I think that combination will work very well for the purpose of nurturing young talent. But there's something about the way this change has happened. And Indian cricket hasn't been particularly good at transitioning from one captain to another or trying split captaincy. I mean, I think two examples come to mind. The first, of course, is the whole Greg Chappell saga where Saurav Ganguly was axed from the Indian cricket team and Rahul Dravid was made captain. Ganguly had to go to domestic cricket and a great of the game had to fight his way back into the side. Then in 1983, Kapil Dev, after winning the World Cup, was removed from captaincy and Sunil Gavaskar was made captain. India won the World Series in 1985 under Sunil Gavaskar and then Kapil Dev was made captain again. So India hasn't been good at transitioning from one captain to another. And once again, the Indian cricket management has faltered at that. The, the transition has been vague, it's been cryptic and fans do deserve an explanation even if players are privy to what that explanation actually is. But the rationale behind it, I do believe, is good. On the podcast today, we're going to look at two main things. The first, what Rohit Sharma needs to do as a white ball captain and what Virat Kohli has done as a white ball captain. Let's look at the second one first because Kohli's legacy as captain, I think, can be broadly divided into two different things. The first is the ethos that he's created. And that is basically the level of fitness in Indian cricket. Indian cricketers are much more fitter than they've ever been before in the history of Indian cricket. And also the drive to win. The way the fast bowlers, players like Siraj and Bumrah have evolved in Indian cricket under Virat Kohli to such an extent where now India can win at home and away. Virat Kohli has a 70% win record in one-day cricket and in T20 cricket. India have won away and at home. A 5-0 victory against New Zealand in New Zealand, beating Australia in Australia multiple times, whitewashing New Zealand in one-day cricket and in T20 cricket in New Zealand again, winning a T20 series against England. In fact, England, who have been the best T20 side ever since the 2015 World Cup, have never won a series against India. They lost to India in 2017 under Virat Kohli. They lost to India in 2018 under Virat Kohli in England. And in 2021 against India in India 3-2. India is the only side that's been able to consistently beat England in T20 cricket. You've won everywhere else in the world under this captain, but he's not leader. Why is that the case? I think workload, of course, is one. The bio bubble plays a role. I think the bio bubble has been very tough on a lot of players and I think it's a large reason as to why Virat Kohli is no longer the batsman that he used to be. I do hope that that batsman eventually comes back as the pandemic gets better. Um, another factor, of course, is RCB. Virat Kohli has not won an IPL trophy as captain. He's played the second most number of games as IPL 
captain after MS Dhoni, of course. He captained the Royal Challengers Bangalore for eight years, but didn't win a single trophy despite having one of the best teams in the tournament. Yes, the management hasn't always been good. Yes, there have been some seasons where they've faltered and some where they've done very well. But I just hope we aren't judging somebody's international credentials by what they've done in the IPL. Because as players like Glenn Maxwell, Gotham Gambhir, Andre Russell, and so many others, David Warner, have shown us international form and international captaincy is not an indicator of what somebody does in the IPL. And what somebody does in the IPL isn't an indicator of what they'll do in international cricket. So now let's look at Rohit Sharma. Rohit Sharma, first of all, in terms of credentials, has won an Asia Cup as captain and he's won five IPL trophies. Now, that's not an indicator of what he's going to do in international cricket. I don't believe the fact that Rohit Sharma has won five IPLs is something that we can use to say India is definitely going to win the next two T20 World Cups and another World Cup because Rohit Sharma is a great captain. I don't think that's a correlation you can make. But what you can use out of those five IPLs is to say is that Rohit Sharma is fantastic at nurturing young talent. And I think that's something that he's historically been very good at. Players like Hardik Pandya, Jaspeet Bumda, Ishan Kishan and Surya Kumar Yadav have all really flourished in the Mumbai Indians. And I think that's because of Rohit Sharma's own experiences as a player. Remember, Rohit Sharma has been around since 2007. He played that first T20 World Cup and was part of that winning squad, but he wasn't picked for the 2011 World Cup. There was a period of five years, 2007 to 2012, where he was playing in the middle order and really didn't have a place in the side and was incredibly insecure. Then, of course, we all know the story. 2013, MS Dhoni makes Rohit Sharma open the batting and his career changes. He goes from a player strike rate 70, average 30 to somebody whose strike rates around 90 and averages over 50 in one-day cricket. He's now one of the greatest one-day batsman of all time. And I think the fact that Rohit Sharma's first five years of his career were filled with turbulence means he understands how to deal with youngsters and make them feel comfortable in a side. And given the influx of talent in Indian cricket today with players like Rishabh Pant, KL Rahul, Shreyas Ayer, Mohammad Siraj, Shardul Thakur, all these young stars, some of which could be future captains of India and some of which are already captains of IPL franchises. I think having Rohit Sharma's arm around their shoulder will really help them flourish as players and as future leaders of the Indian team. I also do believe that under Rohit Sharma and Rahul Dravid, a key goal, of course, will be winning those next few World Cups that come along with the T20 World Cup in Australia next year and the ODI World Cup in India after that, but also figuring out who the next long-term captain of the Indian cricket team is going to be. I think there's three candidates for that. The first is Rishabh Pant, the second is KL Rahul, who's now the vice-captain of the Indian cricket team, and the third is Shreyas Ayer. Of the three, I think they're all very capable leaders. Ayer maybe is the one who isn't burdened by captaincy as much as the other three. But I think over the course of the next two years, two, three years, under Rohit Sharma and Rahul Dravid, we're also going to realize who the next long-term captain of India is going to be. Another thing I'm really eager to see under Rohit Sharma and Rahul Dravid in white ball cricket is managing players who are coming back in. Without Kohli hasn't been in the best of form, but he's still without Kohli. He's still head and shoulders above everybody else and is still the best batsman in the side. Ravi Chandan Ashwin has made a staggering comeback into white ball cricket. So has Yudhvainza Chahal. Shikhar Dhawan is still around. Ravindra Jadeja is still around. Handling all of these players and the young talent is going to be a task. And I don't think anyone is more equipped for that than Rohit Sharma and Rahul Dravid. Virat Kohli created an ethos in the Indian cricket team that helped India win away. He created the drive in that side to always believe that they were the best and win from every single situation. And now the team has transitioned. Young players are coming in. And as long as that ethos stays, I think if that ethos coupled with Zohit Sharma's ability to nurture young talent will mean India can genuinely be one of the greatest sides world cricket has ever seen. Maybe like the great Australian sides of the past.
all I hope is that this change has been made with this rationale in mind. Because if this change has been made based on IPL performances, then I think Indian cricket would have lost a fantastic leader in search of an IPL trophy.